buenos dias. Thank you for listening to Homo in Training. My name is Jay Daye, and I am one of two hosts on this podcast. Homo in Training podcast is bite-sized entertainment that focuses on introspective conversations with sometimes two queer Latinx millennials. Um, each week, we rotate between three segments called Thoughtful Moment, Entertainment Review, and some science shit. And you are lucky to be here for our science shit this week. And you might be thinking, like, three segments? Like, what the fuck? Listen, I am a stoner. I love the marijuana. And if you know a stoner, you know that they love to change subjects all the time. And that's my personality, even sober. So I kind of wanted to bring that type of format to the podcast. So hopefully you enjoy it. And we can't be tamed. So if you don't like it, um, I hope you like it. Because I like it. This science segment is where I break down some science questions that are either audience submitted or some of my favorite things. And you might be thinking science is kind of random. Like, what the fuck? Like, what does this gay guy have to do with fucking science? And listen, bitch, I know it's random, but I love science so much. And I think a lot of people think that it's like over their head or not cool or whatever. And I'm pretty much here to show you that it's the coolest thing in the whole fucking world. And I just want to inspire people to... I don't know, think outside of your normal box. Like, don't y'all get tired of like being the same person? You know, like let's let's be different. Let's be individuals, you know? And today I'm talking about the one, the only George Washington Carver. I'm not sure if a lot of you know who that is. It's not George Washington. It's not the colonizer president guy. It's an inventor, botanist, scientist extraordinaire. I mean, you might know him as the peanut guy. And it's really disappointing that that's the only thing that people think of when they think of George Washington Carver, because they usually just say like, oh, wasn't he just the guy that thought of stuff with peanuts? And that's not a very accurate representation of who this man was. Like he was way ahead of his time. I mean, we'll get into it, but he was more than just a scientist, dude. Like he was an artist. He was an educator botanist poet if he can fucking fucking knit um can you i mean crochet can you crochet huh can you a humanitarian musician innovator he was just he is the epitome of multifaceted multidimensional type that we promote on this fucking podcast i'll tell you right now if you listen to our last episode about michaela cole also another multi-talented multi-everything perfect perfection everything George Washington Carver, for me, in science was something really important that I wanted to cover. And if you know, February is Black History Month. So I thought, how can I make the science segment, you know, respect Black history? And I was like, oh, I'll talk about scientists because I don't really talk about people. And I was like, you know what? I guess I could start talking about people because their work inspired me. So I should you know, talk about them. And um, we have this new thing on our show called the Double Feature, where me and Leslie promote something that we want people to hear either related to the episode or within the same theme. And since she's not here, I decided to do two myself. I mean, if it's going to be called a Double Feature, I guess I will promote two things. You know what I mean? One of the things that I really want to promote is the Honey Pot, which is natural products for vaginas. So if you happen to have a vagina, these products are great because she is really into using like non-harmful stuff for, you know, between you down there's and 
a lot of brands don't really focus on like the health of the woman. They're kind of just like, okay, well, let's. And when I say products for vaginas, I don't mean like perfumes because your vagina shouldn't smell like a flower or candy. And men listening, because our analytics show that men are listening, women vaginas do not smell like flowers. Okay, so get over it. Your dick does not smell like flowers. I'll tell you that right now. Also, you know, she has tampons, anything. I mean, bitch, if you have a vagina, she has something that will go nice with it, okay? But just know, it's not like that scented thing because actually scented stuff is really bad for your vagina, so you should not be using any type of perfumes on that. It started by Beatrice Dixon, who was a black woman, and she is really special to me because the way that the honeypot started was because she was actually suffering from bacterial vaginosis. She went to the doctor, she couldn't get any help, couldn't get any relief, and then one night she actually had a dream from her ancestor and her ancestor was like if you want to cure yourself here is what you have to do she's like but you ha- but you have to write this down the moment that you wake up and then that's what she did and she was cured and i think that's really awesome because i am all about you know ancestor veneration i'm all about you connecting to like your past and stuff so for her to really take hold of that power and that connection that she has to her family she created you know this whole entire business which i mean support it dude like i mean the least you can do is get from the honeypot support black women and then also if you want to know more please check out my other feature which is a little juju podcast with host juju bay and she is really super fucking awesome and i learned so much from her her description is actually she is a cunty conjurer spiritual organizer and future priestess and a black millennial medium. She gives black women witchy insight to pop culture, healing, and processing what it means to be a black girl sorceress in the digital world. And I'm obviously not her demographic, which I completely understand. I mean, like, fuck men in general. So, I mean, I understand. But I still get inspired by other people's stories for me to make my own story, you know? Because let me tell you about fucking TikTok, bitch. They be saying some shit where I'm just like, bitch, I fucking do that too. Like, that is so weird. And it just shows that humans are pretty much all the same. Like, we all want the same things. And Juju Bay inspires me and actually inspired me to do my own ancestor work and to really look into what were my ancestral practices before colonization because if some of you don't know the story of Mexico was there's indigenous people living there and of course the Spanish came and did their whole colonizing and then you know uh, killed everybody so a lot of the stuff that I grew up with were all colonized and my family wasn't really allowed to know their indigenous part so I'm doing a lot of discovering and Juju really inspired me to do that for myself because she focuses on Afro spirituality because she is African-American and she is just super fucking cool. Uh, a Little Juju podcast is really good if you want to learn more about African spirituality. She interviews Beatrice Dixon, which is the creator of The Honey Pop, which is really fucking cool. Um, they talk about Beatrice's spiritual journey in Santeria and then gives you advice on how to own your own power and loving yourself fully. It's so deep. It's so good. I will link both of those below. So please check it out. And without further ado, let's get into the fucking topic. George Washington Carver. Now, I love this man. I I said it. I said it in the beginning, and I'll say it again. I love this man, okay? I love him. 
I love him. I knew George Washington Carver was badass, but I will be honest, the first time I did hear about him was on The Proud Family. Uh, so thank you for The Proud Family. And that's also where I hear about Kwanzaa. And I just love The Proud Family. I mean, really, can you think of a more iconic show? Really, please. So George Washington Carver was born in Diamond, Missouri in 1864. And because he was born back then, there weren't records, especially for enslaved people, because during the time that he was born was during the Civil War. So at that time, they didn't have access to like medical records and things like that. So the date isn't exact. And if anybody knows the exact date, because one thing that I did learn was that a lot of the people that write about George Washington Carver were white. And I know white people don't like to do their homework. And I know they like to discredit black people all the time. So I tried so hard to look for stuff. And it was just, it was very difficult to not find something that was written by a white person. So if anybody knows, please, I would love to know. But he's said to be born through January or June. So let's hope he's a Leo, right? Let's just, we, we can hope for it. We can hope. His parents were named Mary and Giles. And unfortunately, when he was born, his dad was killed on a farming accident. So he only had his mom and his name Carver comes from the slave owner was named Carver. And I will say a lot of these like little stories about him try to say that the slave owner Carver, he was a nice slave owner or he was against slavery, but he had slaves. Listen, if you're a fucking slave owner, you're not fucking nice. You're a piece of shit and there is no whitewashing that is going to go on on this fucking podcast okay i'll tell you that right fucking now so fuck this guy so back then there used to be raiders that would go through the plantations in the south and steal slaves and this actually happened to george washington carver and his mom and the carver slave owner sent people to go find them the only person that they found was little baby george so when they found him they brought him back and the carver and his wife ended up raising george and his brother and taught the boys how to read and write so because george was you know not a very healthy boy he he didn't like working outside because I mean it really took a lot out of him so instead he was taught how to cook to sew do laundry and garden and then he was also taught how to start some very simple like medicinal medicines and even at a young age too little baby Carver took such an interest in plants and experimented with natural pesticides fungicides and soil conditioners on the plantation they had a big like forest so he would always be in there looking at the plants talking to the plants so this town started calling him the plant doctor which i think is super fucking cute and he was just really smart even at a young age dude like be able to tell farmers like what is wrong with your fucking crop like i think that is just the mind who could ever who could ever and at 11 years old, he decided to leave the farm and attend an all-black school because he needed to learn more. Like, this little boy could not be contained. Because he had to leave the farm, he ended up being taken in by Andrew and Mariah Watkins, which are an African-American couple who let him live with them. And Mariah was a midwife and a nurse. So she actually showed George a lot more broader knowledge of medicinal herbs because as a nurse, she had to have very extensive knowledge on this stuff in which she imparted to baby Carver. She was also hella religious so she really showed him how believing in something higher than yourself and trusting in that process I think really catapulted him to like this but this boy was already a genius. I think when he was introduced to the idea of something higher guiding you and listening to your intuition I think he just uh, you know when the doors opened it just a uh, floodgates bitch like ugh, I, I've I can only imagine how he felt at that at that age. I think it's really great. 
For the next couple years, he just moved from one Midwestern town to another, put himself through school, and really survived off of the skills that he learned from the motherly figures in his life. And really, women are so powerful. Like, oh, oh my gosh, they really are. And he actually graduated from Minneapolis High School in Minneapolis, Kansas. And shout out to Minneapolis, Kansas. That's where some of my family lives. So what's up? But I will say it wasn't like Kansas was a very nice place. I mean, he saw some very traumatic traumatizing things throughout his time in Kansas and it speaks to his character that he just kept going and kept seeking and like even to the point where he got accepted to a college in in Kansas and then when he arrived they didn't know he was black so they didn't let him go in and yet he kept going I think for any of us especially now even me thinking about like I'll apply to a job that I really wanted and I won't get an interview and I'll be like, I'm a fucking failure. I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be applying. I shouldn't be surviving, you idiot. You should just just go work a fucking die, you know? And our generation is so spoiled and he didn't let that stop him. And it's just such an inspiring story that he has that I love this man. I do. I love him. So he ended up enrolling in a Methodist school called Simpson College where he started studying art and piano because he really loved art. Even as a little boy, he would grab sticks, little uh, needles that he found in the forest and get berries and make his own colors and paints and start painting. Like that's how this little boy's brain worked, you guys. Like like, am I just stupid? Which, uh, maybe. Yeah, probably. And then his main art piece that he wanted to draw was plants and flowers. So his painting teacher was just like, I think you should study plants, bitch. Like, you're out here fucking drawing plants every five minutes. I think you should study them. And Carver was just like, you know what, bitch? You're right. You show right about that. So he ended up going to Iowa State University where they had an agricultural school and he studied botany. And that's where the catapult started of his whole entire life. So without further ado, let's talk about why he is important to history in general and why he is really the icon that I am saying that he is. Uh, before I start, I really want to share this quote that was repeated throughout all of the George Washington Carver things that I was researching. It was a quote by him that it just, oh, I love this man. And it's actually going to be in the description of the episode. So if y'all don't read those, can you please read them? I put effort into it, so please read it. But it goes, when I was young, I said to God, God, tell me the mystery of the universe. But God answered, that knowledge is for me alone. So I said, God, tell me the mystery of the peanut." Then God said, well, George, that's more nearly your size. And he told me. And that is one of my favorite quotes because it shows that this man was connected to his higher self. For him to even say those words showed that he was touched by a higher power and whew, what a great man. So he ended up earning his master's degree and, you know, he got to get a job. He obviously got so many job offers because he was famous, y'all. Like, he was so smart. He was already shocking people with the amount of research that he was doing. He was working with famous people already. Like, y'all better watch out. He ended up working at Tuskegee University in Alabama, which was founded by Booker T. Washington, another very ahead of his time black man in the Jim Crow era. He was, I could do a whole nother episode on Booker T. Washington, bitch, let me just tell you. But I mean, for him to start a college for specifically for black people in Alabama, 
he deserves an, a whole other fucking hour. But he ended up working under him. So imagine you have these two powerhouses working together. And then through that relationship is where everything kind of exploded and his whole entire research started. So George Washington's Carver's main goal was he wanted freed black people to be self-sufficient. And by working at Tuskegee, he was able to work with farmers and teach farmers new farming techniques and new ways to have sustainable farming. Because in the South, yeah, slavery was over. Over, but they still had farms and they still needed farm workers so they were growing cotton and what cotton does is it actually sucks up all of the nutrients in the soil it doesn't put anything back and plants have a relationship with fungi that allow these plants to eat these nutrients more because the soil is alive you guys like the soil isn't just sand there are bugs in there there are fungi in there there are bacteria in there there are roots in there a whole entire ecosystem inside of that so if you can't take care of that then your fucking soil sucks and because the only thing these people had were fucking white people saying like, well, this is how we've been doing it, so do it like this, they had no other options. So these plants were not doing well because the soil didn't have any nutrients. They had nothing. Nothing had not that way. So George Washington Carver was like, okay, well, we have to plant another plant that is going to put the nutrients back in the soil. And that's where his notoriety for peanuts came from because peanuts actually put nitrogen back into the soil, which if you know, nitrogen is basically plant food. That's what they use to build up their leaves their girth. Like, yes, the plant itself eats sunlight and sugar and stuff, but I mean, it also needs the nutrients from the soil in order to build up on itself. Just like us. I mean, we need nutrients. I mean, we could eat fucking water. Water keeps us alive, yes, but I mean, we still need nutrients, so we can't just drink water our whole life. Also, are you drinking water? Because I'm drinking water. And I spilled it all over my face. So he ended up showing farmers how to grow peanuts, how to grow soybeans, black-eyed peas, sweet potatoes, so many different plants that actually put nutrients back in the soil. He ended up helping these farmers learn different techniques and how to farm. But it's a really cool way of farming. It's an organic farming style called crop rotation, which is actually really popular. And one thing with mainstream farming is that they do rows and rows and rows and acres and acres of the same plant, which is not healthy to an ecosystem because in nature, that doesn't happen. There's not the same plant for miles. I mean, unless it's grass, but even then there's different types of grasses. So these plants are taking up all these nutrients and then they're putting all these bug sprays because they don't want the bugs to eat them because these bugs specifically prey on cotton, which was the bull weevil. So by having different types of plants and then for them to change out, it makes it hard for all of them to get an infection. It's kind of like if you have a whole bunch of humans all in a room and one of them is sick, they're all going to get sick. But if one of them is sick and you're spread out like six feet, like how, um, like how the CDC recommends right now, um, you're less likely to get sick. If you want to think of it, that's kind of the same way with plants is that you have to have them spread out and you have to have a different variety just so that one is not attacked and it doesn't spread throughout all of them. 
And one thing that I loved about him is that he was also a natural farmer. He valued sustainability and conservation, which back in the day, you guys, that was not their main interest. I mean, we're talking about fucking the industrial age where they had fucking like little kids working in factories because they had little hands. Like these people did not care about health. Like these colonizers did not care about the health and safety of everybody around. And that was his main concern. And for him to be thinking like that at such a time where things like that weren't even possible, it's really ahead of his time. So he's best known for his over 300 uses of peanuts. And we're not talking about peanut butter. And a fun fact, peanut butter actually dates back to the Mexica people in Mexico. So they were an indigenous, indigenous people living in Mexico at the time. So give it up to my people for peanut butter. I mean, they knew, they knew. Let me tell you, let me give you a short list of these inventions. He had cures for dandruff, shampoos, lotions, shoe wax, massage oils, shaving cream, soap, medicine, bitch, mortar oil, like and hundreds and hundreds more. But that's just peanuts by themselves. He had more for sweet potato. He had more for black eyed peas. He had more for legumes. There are just so many types of things that he had. And I'm going to tell you right now is that if you look up anything um, about him and they be saying that there's no proof that these inventions were real because there's no history of them there is history of them all you have to go to go to the school because tuskegee has a whole entire library of all of the things that he did with formulas with everything so literally fuck off these fucking white people who try to discredit black people like you're fucking stupid and I'm sorry that his stuff wasn't fucking published like your fucking white shit that you guys get published every fucking two seconds. So, no, this man invented this stuff and there is proof. And I was actually reading like an article where people were saying like, oh, well, his inventions never took off in the market. Like you don't see George Washington Carver shaving cream or you don't see George Washington Carver peanut shampoo. Like those inventions were worthless because they didn't amount to anything. And Again, fuck you, because if you guys have any idea what it takes into developing formulas, distribution, marketing, that shit is fucking hard. So you're telling me George Washington Carver had to do that 300 times to try to promote three different products? And there actually was like an NPR like article that I read where the guy like said that. Bitch, literally, my fucking blood boiled. And luckily... Like in the article, he says he talks to one of his friends who's an historian. And the response that his friend had was that Carver was important partly because of what he did and the context in which he did it. What that means is that this man was born as a slave, lost his mother, lost his father, was sick, was growing up during the Jim Crow era where people were being killed in front of him, places were being bombed, people were being murdered. The Ku Klux Klan was fucking uh, more popular than the Beatles. Like, all of these things piled on top of each other. Like, there was no civil rights movement at the time. I mean, there was, but I mean, there wasn't, like, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X type of, like, movement. Like, this was a time where they had no option. And for people to reduce his history to, oh, well, you can't buy his stuff at the store, so why does it matter? Like, what the fuck are you even talking about? This man was a genius. This man changed the world. He changed manufacturing as it is. America at that time was not thinking, how many uses can I get from this fucking plant? And George Washington Carver was like, 
you guys, there's so much more that we can do with this plant that we don't have to just do this one thing. There are so many uses. And not just that, but he was talking about organic farming, you guys. This was before your favorite vegan mom on Instagram. Like, he was the original vegan mom on Instagram. <laughs> Bitch, like, he was so important. And you know what? Let's just wrap this up with why his work was important and why it matters so much to me. George Washington Carver, thank you for everything that you've done for scientists, for inventors, curious people like me. He really just showed me that there's more to life than what you see. And that's the shit that I'm fucking like in love with. Like this man, he saw these plants and could see the different uses that you can get out of this. Like it blows my mind. If it wasn't for his type of innovative thinking, you guys, we wouldn't have fucking... Do you know we have soy plastic? Do you know we have so many uses for the sweet potato now? Like, do you know how many things that we use for plants now that could have never started without George Washington Carver? Do you know in California, the only ink allowed to be printed on newspaper is soy ink? That is biodegradable and that is eco-friendly and that could not have been done if George Washington Carver didn't lay the foundation for that. And he showed the world Showed the United States, I would say, sorry. And the United States people, I think, love to say they're the fucking world. But showed the United States that there is more to farming than meets the eye. And what really spoke to me during a lot of research that I did was that he had a very strong connection to God. And I don't mean he was some, like, Republican Christian, like, the people that we see today that was not the type of man that he was but he was someone who was connected to something deeper and had a spiritual connection to a higher power like i said in the beginning and it showed through his life and i want to talk about another quote that he had while exploring the woods and the quote goes i had the impression that someone had just been there ahead of me things were so orderly so clean so harmoniously beautiful a few years later in the same woods i was to understand the meaning of that boyish impression because I was practically overwhelmed with the sense of some greater presence. Not only has someone been there, but someone is there. I knew even then that it was the great spirit of the universe. Never since have I been without this consciousness of God speaking to me through plants, rocks, and nature. And I always think that there is a purpose to everything. I feel like there is a purpose to the universe. There is a purpose to the actions that I make. The good ones, the bad ones, they all accumulate to something that pointed me in the direction that I'm going now. And if I didn't do those bad things, if I didn't do those good things, if I didn't sleep, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to be where I'm at now. And I also think like, I wonder why I chose him because... I could have covered so many other people and I think that I chose him because I was supposed to, you know? And I think that I was supposed to learn these things and I was supposed to get this connection to him and I was supposed to feel the way that I'm feeling right now because, bitch, let me tell you, I'm inspired. Like, I feel like my spirits guided me to this topic and I think they helped me understand what he was going for and he was going for the sustainability of life and not just plants but everything the communities living in the dirt the fungi the bacteria he cared about that he cared about the life he left behind 
was going to improve everyone's lives and especially improve the lives of black people. And I think he lived wholeheartedly in that he wanted to help mankind and that was where he wanted to spend his time and his life. And I just think that that is so honorable, so noble and something that I wish we all could take and something that I took. And I've always loved plants. Like, bitch, I want to have a fucking laboratory making mutant plants that help suck up, you know, more carbon dioxide or that help clean water more. Or I don't know. I don't know. I want to do, I will have, I want to experiment and I want to do all these things. And what's stopping me? Like, I'm so privileged to live in this time and I need to get my shit together. If George Washington Carver can do it, then I need to get the strength to do it because he against all odds prevailed and shows the resilience of a person who wanted better for himself and that's something to look up to and something to respect and I hope you gained a newfound respect for him I hope that you are inspired and now when people say do you know George Washington Carver and you're like uh yeah the inventor the man who set in motion these different types of techniques on how to use plants the reason that you have ethanol oil the guy who showed you that you can break down a plant into essential parts and make it useful for everybody for the common man yeah, I know who that man is, and I love him. And don't just call him the peanut guy, because he's so much more than that. And yeah, so thank you. Um, Please go to our Instagram, at homo and training, because I will be posting so many George Washington Carver things. I'll be posting some of his art, quotes. I doubt there's any interviews, because this was like over 100, not over 100. Okay, sorry, I'm being dramatic. It was a couple of years ago so i don't know if there's any video but i will be sure to check for that but please go to our instagram at homo and training follow us dm us let us know if you have any scientists that you want me to cover that you think i would really benefit from please let me know because i love learning from people email me at homo and training podcast at gmail.com and at the link below there's something to donate if you want to help us with a little bit of money 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 but thank you so good night bye well not good night but good day bye